0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. This last few months have seen a couple of CEOs return to the company that they were long connected to. Bob Iger coming back to Disney uh, and their empire while Katrina Lake returned to Stitch Fix. These moves to bring back CEOs who had success with the company in the past are being referred to as boomerang CEOs. But these two are not alone. Of course, there have been other examples. Howard Schultz with Starbucks, Steve Jobs with Apple, Jack Dorsey with Twitter, just to name a few. So what is behind this move of the boomerang CEO? Mike Usain, Professor Emeritus of Management at the Wharton School, joins us with more. Mike, Happy New Year to you.
1: And same to you, and good to hear your voice.
0: Great to hear you as well. So, I guess, what is it that it, that has been driving this move of, of boomerang CEOs? What, give us a backstory on this.
1: Yeah, sure. It's been around for a while, if we go back far enough. Of course, Steve Jobs, who had been fired from Apple back in 1985, but uh, he was the prodigal son who came back in 1997, and uh, look at the success that followed. So it has a long and, in a sense, storied history Boomerang CEOs are relatively rare events, though. Uh, Somebody took a look at the Fortune 500 over the last decade, and we've only got one or two of those per year. Uh, But, Dan, you did name some of the the better-known individuals and companies where it has happened. Howard Schultz, for example, at Starbucks, uh, Jack Dorsey at uh, Twitter, and now Bob Iger, of course, at Disney. So... not. (laughs) Not frequent, but it's definitely out there and it goes back quite a ways.
0: So is there an element of loyalty that plays into the decision by the individual to come back to the company uh that they, you know, did very well of very well at? Yeah, it's probably
1: a matter more of the board deciding that it did not have a right successor for the CEO who had stepped down. The prior CEO had, having been a big success, Bob Iger had a great 15-year run at uh, Disney. And as things don't go well and uh, sometimes even chose the successor, picked by the outgoing CEO of a couple years ago, uh, the board, um, not predictably, but I can certainly understand it, uh, is thinking, well, maybe the, the guy or the woman who did it before, great success. Maybe it's time to bring them back because the successor did not work out that person. My guess also is uh, having not talked directly to people like Bob Iger is that they have followed with great interest what has happened. So if not necessarily loyal, I think they are nonetheless extremely well acquainted with the company and thus they, they kind of constitute a logical candidate to consider because they know how the company was run when they ran it and they've probably paid a lot of attention to what's happened in the last couple of years.
0: And maybe in the case of Bob Iger and also Katrina Lake at Stitch Fix, uh, their leaving those companies was relatively recent. And by that, I say, you know, within a year or two more closer to the two years uh, that those individuals, you know, while the company has changed a little bit, it is still realistically very similar to the company they knew when they left that position.
1: That's a really good point, and then the additional consideration or really a concern is whether the conditions that led to the success or the market that that allowed a success by, say, Bob Iger when he served is similar still to the market he had when he was in office. And uh, a recent study found, for example, just picking up on that theme, that in markets that are significantly changing, are dynamic, the conditions five years ago quite different from what they are now, yeah. the boomerang CEO and coming back is less successful on average. Uh, so the statement that as a boomerang CEO comes back, if life is similar to the rain that they had earlier on, uh, more power to them to be successful, and they are statistically speaking likely to be so – but if the market has evolved, if streaming, for example, in Disney's case, is quite different yeah. from what it was a couple years ago, then having somebody come back who knew it as it was may not be the perfect person to know it as it is now.
0: And the board, you kind of alluded to this, but let you expand on it, is the board believes that the mindset that Iger had and can bring back to the company is the right one to have at that particular time as it's trying to – you know, dig itself out from some of these issues.
1: Yeah, if you think, uh, Dan, if you think about a board's deliberation and they're thinking about bringing in, uh, or they're considering, say, four or five successors as they were deciding to push out the then serving CEO, this happened just a few months ago at Disney, uh, they're no doubt asking themselves if they bring a new person in or any person in. Does that person know the players, the market, how um, how streaming works, how films are, are faring in theaters with the end of COVID, how Broadway productions and ABC television are doing in the in the current in the current year or the current stretch anyway, and people like Bob Iger, former CEO, he served for 15 years, stepped down just a couple of years ago. He has probably got a better sense for what is there than just about any anybody on earth, or at least what was there. And that's the that's I think the the crux of the question: Does the person have a an ability to vault into the future and not depend entirely on on the playbook that they used when they were running the company earlier on? The boomerang CEO who's going to succeed, we'll see what happens with Bob Higer. Is no doubt one who looks to the future and anticipates the market, the dynamics in it, whether streaming is going to be ultimately profitable or how you make it profitable. is right. uh, going to depend a lot on whether they can see that future and bring it into their playbook.
0: Do the When you have a situation where a boomerang CEO is brought back into the company, is there usually kind of a time frame, a window, that the company would like that person to be on board before they maybe bring on the next person. I would imagine that a lot of these boomerang CEOs are relatively short-term. Obviously, Steve Jobs may be the exception to the rule.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a great point. Steve Jobs was the exception in in not only how long he served, but also in what he produced in his uh, second act. I'll come back to that in a second. But you're absolutely right. When people are brought back, such as Bob Iger, they're often invited to come back as interim. Of the, oh, 20 or so such events in the S&P 500 over the last decade, about half came back as interim, which means just a year or two. And interim really means interim. It's going to give the company a breather while they can then do a more thorough search for the proper successor. Some do come back enduringly. Steve Jobs was one. And by the way, just to make the point that boomerangs sometimes can work out extremely well, uh, (laughs) the prodigal son returned. Steve Jobs did return in 1997. Everybody knows this. And when he stepped down and then passed away in 2011, the company that had been worth basically zero back in 1997 when he was recalled uh, many years after he had earlier served, and as he did step down in 2017, already Apple by then was worth about a $300 billion market cap. And, of course, it's over $2 trillion today. So there's an example of a person who came back enduringly, not just interim, uh, had what it took. But on average, a good study recently done found that on average, taking everything into account, especially in moving markets, which are – changing more rapidly than others, that returning CEOs, uh, boomerang CEOs, especially those who are going to be there more than a couple of years, they tend to underperform the market. So it's a cautionary tale, but also with quite a few big successes in it.
0: So let me ask you a, another example, and that being Howard Schultz at Starbucks, because He's boomeranged a couple of times, and it seems like when Starbucks, you know, kind of hits a rut in, in the road, that Howard Schultz is the first person that they look to. It's a
1: really interesting example because there are very few around of, of um, two <laughs> two peaks, if that's the right phrase, the people who come back twice to serve as a boomerang CEO. And of course, Howard Schultz did that, and he's now serving in his third term as CEO. And I think uh, having not had a close look at at that particular company, but it seems, it does seem that the subtleties of running uh, thousands of stores around the world uh, are hard for people who have not been steeped in that tradition of building them Mm -hmm. to comprehend and um, lead forward. And thus, uh, Howard's been recalled twice. Uh, there is a new CEO successor named, so this is, in his case, the second return is interim, Howard Schultz is interim, new CEO, a top person out of Pepsi coming in soon. Uh, but in the case of that particular board, that particular company, in its judgment, and it may be entirely right, Howard Schultz had the, the magic of thought on how to run that company, and he was needed to run it three separate times.
0: And when you think about, you know, the structure of the company and the employees within the firm, I would imagine that, you know, and I'll use the example of Bob Iger in this case, that, you know, some of the issues that popped up with Bob Chapek, uh, they make the move to turn to Iger, probably a lot of the leadership and the employees within the company, there, there's a much better feel and, a, you know, a a, 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 a positive mindset around the employees of the company when you make that shift to know that you're bringing back somebody who has had just an unbelievable level of success.
1: Well, picking up on that and getting into one particular incident, which confirms your surmise there, as things began to go poorly for Bob Chapek, and I think everybody remembers he came in just after COVID hit back in 2020, as new CEO, following uh, the famous Bob Iger, and over the next couple of years, uh, Disney increasingly struggled, had a very negative re- uh, quarterly report. As uh, as Bob Chape- uh, at the time when Bob Chapek, after that, was forced out a couple of years later, and this follows a 15-year period of extraordinary growth and success for the company. So, looking at it, say from the standpoint of a person at disney world uh it looks like uh the savior has returned the person who uh, was a huge success is back thank goodness to give it a finer point uh the history now pretty well toned and told at this point in the media is that the chief financial officer of disney very worried about her own boss's performance I did call Bob Iger, uh, kind of an odd phone call to make for the CFO to call the former CEO to ask if he would come back. And not that that was a decisive event, but it may have been one of several catalyzing factors that convinced Bob Iger that if he got the call, he should return. And to get back to the bigger point you raised, here is a a person, um, top executive in the boardroom as well, Who I'm sorry, not in the boardroom, but working with the board, who took it upon herself to help catalyze the return of the person who had performed so well. So, (laughs) Dan, back to your bigger point, um, I haven't seen the surveys done, say, within Starbucks or at Twitter when, for example, Jack Dorsey came back, or A.J. Lapley at uh, Procter & Gamble, he came back. Uh, My guess is your point is totally on the money, and that is – things are struggling with a CEO successor, Um, many employees and in the case case of Disney, one of the most senior employees uh, were delighted to have the original prior CEO come back and take charge.
0: Does it put a a greater level of, of pressure and or strain on the boomerang CEO when they come back for that second bite at the apple? You know,
1: I think it's,
0: <laughs> that's
1: a really interesting point too. My guess is that they may get actually more of a pass than than you. Um, they might get more of a pass than you might expect. Yeah. In as much as their record is already proven, not only at another company but uh, right here on our home turf. And so there may be uh, a longer honeymoon, for example, as they begin yeah. to right some of the wrongs that everybody can now see as plaguing the company. On the other hand, uh, flip side of the argument, picking up on your question, Dan, is that they, they've they got their own benchmark. So if they had 6% growth over the years they served earlier, 15 years in the case of Bob Iger, then it's going to be uh, implicitly anticipated that they're going to hit something like a 6% growth in market cap or just plain revenue, which may put more pressure on them, uh, certainly from the street from the equity analysts and maybe their own employees as well. So Dan, I think it's uh, probably a a mixed scorecard in this one. Maybe they got more of a honeymoon, but they also have their uh, benchmark that they have to, in the eyes of others, uh, Succeed in
0: reaching or even exceed. Well, and let me ask you one final question, Mike, because, you know, sure. the, the in the case of, of Bob Iger, there, as you alluded to, there are all these ele, ele, uh, entertainment elements uh, to Disney that are in play here. And I'm also, you know, would be interested to see, you know, what this means for companies that want to partner with Disney. Obviously, the brand is so strong. But there is something about, you know, probably working with the company now that Iger is back in comparison to Chapek and Chapek, you know, obviously had some issues uh, uh, outside of the parks as well with what went on with the state of Florida uh, over uh, the LGBT issues. You know, there are some components that probably advertisers feel better about working with Disney now with Iger in comparison to Chapek. Yeah, it's
1: a, it's a reference to the fact that uh, when you're in that corner office, the way to think about the world is it's composed of a lot of stakeholders. need to worry about the equity analysts, need to worry about the big institutional holders, BlackRock and Vanguard among them. You also have to think about employees at Disneyland and Disney World. Do they want to stick around? Can you keep them at the compensation level you're providing? Or are they uh, get, getting disgruntled with top company leadership and are the partners that do work with Disney, many, many partners. Uh, they're making a judgment call. Is this company reliable? Is it successful? Is it going to deliver? And, uh, again, this is my surmise without direct evidence, but my guess is many of the partners at Disney were delighted to see Bob Iger come back, but now they're holding their breath to make to see if, indeed, he is able to deliver and maybe – and just one final thought on the whole uh, affair. Boomerangs, they're here to stay, a few and far between, but they're part of the corporate landscape. We may see more in the future. The key element, though, for me, is, is the return of the prodigal son or daughter here. Somebody, Steve Jobs, uh, the quintessential case. Do they understand where the market is going such that they can um, exercise a reign that is not yeah. – like the last one. So they are fresh and thinking, understand the dynamics are really different. Activist investors looking at it with a different eye. State of Florida, now a player that was not Bob Iger's era so much. So the question will be, can Bob master the new while still exercising the old?
0: Mike, great to talk to you as always. Thanks very much. We will catch up with you again uh, later on this year. Thank you again.
1: All right, Dan. Thanks very much.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you. Mike Useem, Professor Emeritus of Management here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.